It was Christmas Eve in Cork. Northsiders, Southsiders and last-minute panic shoppers bustled around buying the last of their presents. Now, what size is your wife? She's about my size, but rounder. The butcher shops were selling the last of their Christmas fare. Hold on, hold on, calm down, calm down. All I've left is three cubines and half a sausage. And carolers' voices filled Patrick Street. In a dimly lit first floor flat on McCurtain Street, one person wasn't feeling quite as festive. Stupid Christmas, bunch of golds running around pretending to be happy. Anthony settled in for a night like every other night. A microwave burger pirouetted to a depressing home as he filled a hot water bottle with lukewarm water and his favourite TV show, When Good Days Turn Bad 5, began. He simply wanted to ignore it was Christmas at all. His doorbell rang. He stomped to the window, opened it and looked out to see a child. What do you want? He spluttered angrily. Support the poor, sir? She called up while shaking a collection box. Anthony looked down with disdain. I'm not supporting anyone. I've had to support myself my whole life. So find some other mug to scam, said Anthony as he slammed the window shut. He finished filling his hot water bottle and screwed on the lid. The doorbell rang again. Anthony slides the window open, expecting to see the same little girl. But instead, a curly-haired man holding a guitar shouts up. Is there any chance I could plug in my amp for an hour? He said. Are you that langer that's always singing about potatoes? The reason I have a flat in McCartan Street is because there's no useless, talentless buskers outside my door and you want me to help you be louder. Chug on, Spillan! Spluttered Anthony. There's a man up there who wouldn't spend Sunday with you. A miserable Scrooge of a man. Anthony slammed the window, furious that he was being insulted through the medium of song. Anthony ate his miserable burger and watched two hours of When Good Days Turn Bad before nodding off to sleep on the couch. He woke with a start. Who's there? shouted Anthony. If that's you, Spillan. Anthony nearly jumped out of his gynae socks when he saw a ghostly figure floating towards him. Who are you? said Anthony. I am the ghost of Christmas past, said the apparition. Anthony scrutinised him. You're the head off Graham Norton, he said. I am Graham Norton. I do ghosting on the weekends as a side hustle, said the ghost, before explaining the visit was to show him a time before he was such a mean-spirited man. Within the blink of an eye, they were soaring over Cork. But it was different. They soared over the giant W over Wilton, the big blue pencil outside Douglas Court, and swooped over Roach's stores and caches. That's my house down there, by the burnt-out Fort Cortina, he said as they descended to Anthony's childhood home. Anthony saw his mam sitting on the couch, smoking a cigarette. Young Anthony sat on the floor, watching Home Alone. His uncle was disappointedly looking for the alcohol percentage on a bag of wine gums. I never got a present that year from Santa because he said I was bold. And the thing was, I wasn't bad that year. I really tried hard. All I got was a lump of coal and it was smokeless, said Anthony. The ghost of Christmas past told Anthony to watch what happens. They sat and watched young Anthony lay out all the treats for Santa and Rudolph. They watched Anthony put himself to bed as his mother watched winning streak downstairs. They then watched his mother go to bed. What now? 
The ghost shushed Anthony. Shh. A dusting of snow fell down the chimney and creaky steps could be heard on the roof. A pair of boots lowered and out stepped Santa Claus from the fireplace with a full bag of toys. He carefully laid out presents for Anthony, drank his milk and ate his custard creams before disappearing back up the chimney. So, Santa did bring me presents? He did, but watch. They watched as Anthony's uncle let himself into the house and crept into the living room. He scooped up Anthony's presents and took them, leaving a single lump of coal from the bucket in their place. Your uncle stole your presents to pay off some dodgy guys he owed money to. Santa did bring you exactly what you asked for. So I was... I was a good boy. Yes, and your uncle is a langer. A single tear pooled around the bottom of Anthony's eye and before it could fall, he was dumped back into his flat in the present. Oh, what a dream. I shouldn't have had those out-of-date sardines earlier. Anthony said to himself, just as Anthony got to his feet, he heard someone trying to open his first floor window. Anthony grabbed a hurley and tiptoed closer to the window, ready to wallop whoever was trying to break in. You're not the TV license inspector, are you? Asked Anthony. I am the ghost of Christmas present. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> Something stuck in my throat. I'm the ghost of Christmas present. Anthony squared up to her, trying to look as intimidating as he could in his countdown pyjamas. Why are you climbing in me window? Don't ghosts fly through walls and stuff. The ghost hung her head sheepishly. Yeah, well, I had my flying licence suspended, all right? I was caught doing 14 or 30. She said. Before Anthony could reply, he was whipped into the air and out through the window. The ghost showed him Cork as it is now. You only think of yourself. You look at other people and you just see them as a hindrance, said the ghost. One, I don't know what hindrance means. And two, everyone only thinks of themselves, said Anthony. The busker who Anthony refused to plug in his guitar could not be heard. This fellow wasn't busking for money. He was just playing music, you know, spreading Christmas cheer. As they flew through the air, Anthony could see a man sat in a doorway in a sleeping bag. They continued until they stopped over a building with a large queue of people outside. What's that, a vape shop? Asked Anthony. That's not a shop. It's penny dinners. Well, you're miserable for no reason. There's people way less fortunate than you and they're happy and they're way more generous than you as well, said the ghost. Anthony looked on with a glimmer of compassion but then snapped out of it. I'm not responsible for other people's misfortune. Take me home now, shouted Anthony. As you wish. Within the blink of an eye, Anthony landed back on the floor of his flat with a hard thud. Ah, me hole! And the window slammed shut. No ghost in sight. Screw this. I'll go to bed. Anthony walked down the hallway towards his bedroom. He opened the door and let out a scream of terror. When he saw a big, hairy, naked man in his bed. Let me guess, the ghost of Christmas future, said Anthony. No, boy, he's in the jacks. I'm only having a nap. Anthony's jaw dropped. I'm only messing with you. I'm the future ghost. That's how we say future in the future, or future in the future. You, you get me? Said the ghost. All right, yeah, yeah, go on, go on. Get this over with. Take me to 70 years into the future and show me how I'm a lonely old man, said Anthony. No point. Your life is pretty much the same level of misery as it is now until the day you die. So that's all you need to know. 
No need for any trips. You can put your passport away. Antony looked confused. I don't want my life to be any different than it is, he said. The ghost of Christmas future leaned in and whispered in his ear. A life that doesn't have hope is a life wasted. You're afraid things will get better because then you might have something you care about to lose. But what you don't realise is you've already lost unless you do something about it. You're living in your own biggest fear. Antony scoffed at him, but the ghost's words seemed to cut through the dismissal. But people hate me. I'm not a good person. The ghost of Christmas future put a hand on Antony's shoulder. People hate that you act like you hate people. You're a good person, but your outer shell is bad. It's like you put cheese inside vegan cheese. Why don't you just try being nice? The window magically flew open and Anthony walked towards it. He leaned out and saw a woman walking past with a dog on a lead. Anthony shyly waved at her. She too waved and Anthony was taken aback. He looked at the ghost who smiled and gestured for him to try again. Anthony called out to the girl collecting for charity. You! Girl! Ugh! What now, misery face? Said the girl, expecting another lecture. Anthony took a coin from his pocket and flicked it through the air. Wow, thanks, mister. Said the girl with a smile. Anthony perked up and caught eyes with the busker. Eh, you can plug your amp in if you want. The busker smiled. Yeah, thanks. I'll bring up the extension lead. He said. Twenty minutes later, Anthony's flat was full with a dozen people laughing and chatting. Anthony, for the first time in his life, allowed himself to be vulnerable. And in doing so, let happiness into his life. All right, I'm going to need everyone here to give me at least a fiver for electricity because there's loads of you. Or I'm being nice like, but I'm not Gandhi. Christmas Day when I was small and we got a visit from the white lady. I swear I saw the white woman standing there A gentle smile upon her face and snowflakes in her hair Snow falling all around you All the way in front of you and all the way behind you To the east and the west of you To the best of you To the north and the south of you Christmas Day